1: welcome to nba top shot weekly i am alex kennedy joined as always by oliver maroney oliver what's up buddy what's up man how are you doing well congratulations to the milwaukee bucks uh it's been a minute since we've been on here so i want to congratulate the bucks on their championship oliver what did you think of that nba final series and what do you make of this bucks victory uh
0: Every game, it was strange that we didn't have LeBron in the finals. (laughs) I just like, it was in the back of my mind. Like, this is so strange. And then the Bucks won. And I was like, it's crazy that it was the Suns, Bucks in the finals. But nonetheless, I actually thought this finals was very entertaining. Uh, Start to finish, many different storylines going out there. Giannis's knee, uh, that being like a very big vocal talking point early on and like, even the way the series went, it's almost like Giannis just got healthier as the uh, series progressed. And you could just tell he just like dominated Uh, that finals performance game six, like one of the best I've ever seen. Um, I think historically it'll go down as one of the best ever. And I think uh, overall, I think I tweeted something out to sum it all up, but it just feels very, on brand and very story-like for Giannis right now, like seeing this kid who like Marin Frader, obviously we know her, she, she wrote this book on him. And, and I heard her on a podcast a few months ago talking about some of his story and stuff and just, you know, being potentially like malnourished as a young child and uh, like having all the things that he came from and grew up with, to now winning a championship and being on top of the world and like being known and regarded as probably the best NBA player right now. And a lot of people are kind of touting that and saying that. And I think it's just like very cool. I, I it's, you know, fairy tale like ending is probably the thing that I like think of when I think of this like championship run, just because of all the things he had to overcome. And like, it's, it's just very cool. I, I am very happy for him. I'm happy for the bucks. Uh, and a lot of the players on the box, PJ Tucker has been around the league forever. Uh, drew holiday, I think is another guy that's really, you know, been a great player in this league for a long time. Uh, bud coach, bud, give him his credit. Like a lot of people were calling for him to be fired if, uh, they, (laughs) they didn't pull out the victory against the nets. And Mm
1: -hmm.
0: now they're the NBA finals champions and you know, uh, we'll see what happens next year. But I think this year is just very cool uh it's just a very cool story
1: yeah i mean Giannis's story is just incredible and you actually mentioned it so i have this right here what Ooh. perfect timing Ooh. for, for mirin to have this book come out and then Giannis goes this incredible run i think uh you know free plug here but i think it actually is available august 10th um and she's you know the best i'm so excited to finish this book uh but yeah i mean amazing timing for her i i think uh what we saw from Giannis, I mean, that was an all time great finals performance, uh, especially when you add in, you know, eight days between the hyperextended knee and, you know, his return is just insane to think of how productive he was when he may not even have been 100% for a good chunk of the series. Um, and then just the way it went down too, with Phoenix getting up to a 2-0 lead, people were acting like it was over, you know, it's saying, oh, the Suns are gonna win it all. What does this mean for Chris Paul's legacy? And then the Bucks. You know, and, and like you said, Budenholzer was getting so much criticism and the knock on him was he doesn't make adjustments and he sticks with the same thing over and over again and, and can't make those in series, in game tweaks. And then one thing I wanna say, Nikaias Duncan all year long was saying that this is a different Bucks team and all regular season, they were starting to practice some of those tweaks and counters and we hadn't seen that in the past. So he was basically saying, they're preparing for that moment where they're in a playoff series, they need to make those adjustments. And then sure enough, come you know nba finals and we saw it in the brooklyn series too they were down 0-2 so you know budenholzer went from being this coach that quote-unquote didn't make adjustments to now you know making these amazing adjustments mid-series you know with their defense with how you know drew holidays picking up chris paul length of the court and and just the things that they were you know they basically forced devin booker into iso heavy basketball instead of you know the ball movement and everything that we see the sun's team likes to do so credit to budenholzer and, and you know being willing to adapt because i know that was probably difficult especially uh you know on on this stage uh but yeah it was in a, i thought it was an amazing series it was a lot of fun and uh congrats to milwaukee i do want to ask you this because all year you've been saying that Giannis has some of the biggest bargain moments on top shot uh i think you've said a few times on this show that i think it was kd and Giannis for the two guys you kind of identified and you said Giannis has quite a bit of moments, but that they should be, you know, going for more. There's a lot of bargains there. Um, you know, now that he won the championship, first of all, A, what does the marketplace look like and how did that kind of affect Giannis's moments? And B, you know, do you feel like that's only gonna help in the long run as far as some of these moments that maybe you bought this year?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, uh, I'll, I'll be frank. I actually don't own a Giannis moment.
1: <laughs> oh, so you didn't I, take your own advice. I, oh, no. I, I,
0: I, did, I did actually take my own advice. And, and then I aped into a, uh, as, as the NFT collectors like to call it, aped into uh John ja Morant first moment. So I had to mm-hmm. utilize some Giannis moments in order to get the John ja Morant first moment. And, and that'll be my prized possession. But like, I, I, I will say the Giannis moments I was actually just like on top shot. I was tempted. I was like sitting there like, do I buy a Yannis moment? They're three minutes from winning the championship. Do I buy a Yannis moment? Do I buy a minute? I sat there and I just watched it tick up, tick up, tick up, tick up, tick up, tick up. And it went really high. I mean, some of these moments that were going for like, let's say 120, $130, we're going for $200. So Mm. you're seeing like a 30, 40, 50% increase in price. They have trickled down since then top shot, obviously, put on the badges right after they won the championship, which is really cool. Um, But I am surprised, and this is something that I I, I spoke with you about earlier, and it's something that I always, it has just progressively been more eye-opening to me about Top Shot. Now, this is not a knock on Top Shot. It's more or less just one little thing that I've noticed over the past month and a half, two months. Since they implemented the collector score, The first moment badge was supposed to be the holy grail badge of top shot. That's what everybody I talked to in the community said. And that's what everybody really valued. It was like the rookie moment for each player. And over the past two months, we've seen them really decline. I saw Giannis first moments going for like, I mean, I can pull it up on the marketplace here let me see if I can share my screen too. It may be just easier to illustrate, uh, what this looks like here. Can you see that? Yep. Cool. Okay. So we'll go into the marketplace here, and and I'll just give you an example. Here's a Giannis moment, and you know, generally speaking, all the Giannis moments right now, they're they're still pretty high, um, like for, to forty thousand at fifteen dollars. That's that's really high. You yeah. Know? Um, are they LeBron James yet? No. I'm still surprised they haven't even hit that peak, but. These are up from where they were initially Uh, when I was watching the finals. I think this seeing stars was somewhere between 70 and $72. So they are down a little bit, but let's go to his first moment. His first moment is 1850 right now, which yes, I understand. It's more, but if you look at the top sale here, (laughs) yeah, 29, 995, right? And if we go to complete sales history here, latest sales. 2300 2600 1950 1850 5000 so that was this is an anomaly here that's number 8 out of a 1000 so it's it's a very low serial number but if you'd progressive just just progress from let's see here this is may 24th i mean look at where these are at may 24th yeah. keep going down 3250 2299
1: 4250
0: 2800 2500 2750 3499 i mean these are mid twos to, to threes. Yeah. And then you start to see this right here. 1,700, 1,600, 1,800, 2,500 an anomaly. Cause it's number 76. I mean, yeah. taking became, into account what it, it, it is, became,
1: you know, why would we want the first moment we can get the championship moment? That was the issue. I think that's what we've started to see.
0: And, um, like I said, I mean, this one sold for 2,300, these are all very low serials that are selling for this. Look at all the, yeah. lo- I mean, they're very low, so that's not really, it, it, it's, it's very surprising to me. Um, and obviously when you go down the chart, you see the time and date of when these sales happened and when these occurred and most of them are going to be earlier stage, but this is Giannis's true first moment on top shot. And to me, this is, this has declined almost 50%. Yeah. Um, and so I'm, I'm very surprised by that because you, it's something that's a common theme around, the top shot community I think is that the first moment badges are less and less valued. And to give you an idea of why, uh, the collector score only grades based on if it's S one or S two, there is no valuation aspect to it. So what I mean by that is I could buy an S one moment of, uh, Yakub Pertle for $21 right now. And that equ- equals the exact same amount as that
1: $1,850 Giannis moment. Yeah, they're exactly the same. There is no differentiator. So maybe in the Uh, future, we see the collector score take into account, not only the valuation and what you paid, but also the first moments. Maybe that could be another way to boost those first moments up.
0: It it could be that way. It could also like, you know, the issue I have there is, you you know, we're still comparing Jakob Pirtle's first moment to Giannis's. So I could still buy, if I bought, this is what's funny. I could, I could buy how many of those? I don't know, 36 Jakob pearls for the price of one Giannis and then you you just load your collector score My collector score would be over a thousand almost. Yeah, that's true. But, uh, and and so that, that, that's where I think the, the issue in lies is that there's not an incentive to buy the first moments because they are more expensive
1: and that, yeah. Here's my question because the way I always looked at the first moments in those badges, I didn't really go after them for the star players. I was going after them for the rookies, the young players. So uh, the way I looked at it was kind of like with trading cards where a guy's rookie card is worth so much more. So I'm thinking, okay, I want a rookie whose first moment was this year, uh, you know, during their rookie season. Uh, otherwise, you know, it's like if a new trading card came out and they started printing things during Giannis's, you know, later on in his career. It's yeah technically his first trading card with that, but it doesn't have the same value as like a rookie card. Yeah. How have the rookie first moments held up? Do those still have more value or is that also been affected?
0: They have slight, I would say they have slightly more value than a regular first moment, but they're not in the same vein anymore because look what you see here. Look at, you've got a first moment three badge one right here at $74. This is Cole Anthony, by the way, this is to 4,000. So if you put it in if if you they're valued more in consideration to the mint counts yeah so like what i mean by that is the market cap on a cole anthony to four thousand is still going to be higher than a market cap of the legendary to 99 probably but it's getting very close to that point where they may not be anymore you know um it's much closer than it was i mean these cole anthony's were going for i mean look at what i bought mine for i don't even I, I own one of them uh you know you don't have to go very far back in the sales history to understand where where these were
1: selling for yeah and it's tough because i was one of those people that you know went really big on rookies and first moments too so it's definitely impacted me as well and it's been it has been frustrating and we kind of talked about before we started recording you know uh it feels like we're trying to figure things out on the fly so with you know, physical cards, we know, okay, rookie cards are worth more. This is worth more. Um, But with Top Shot, you never know what they're going to come out with next. So it would be like if you were collecting physical trading cards and all of a sudden they were like, hey, we have this brand new 3D card. (laughs) That's a rookie card. Then everyone's like, okay, screw these old rookie cards. Now we're on the new thing. I feel like that's kind of where we're at with Top Shot where, you know, they're introducing so many new things and some of them have been really cool. I like the fact that they have the championship moments and stuff like that. It is cool. But, you know, some of the older things that we thought had a certain value are, are completely changing in things that, you know, you, there's no way you could have foreseen that happening. You didn't know no. what the future, what the roadmap was.
0: Absolutely not. Yeah, no, exactly. And I think that's where you find.
1: Yeah, guess, look at that.
0: These were all over a hundred dollars, not that long ago. I and mean, this is May yeah. 17th, the same sort of timeline as the Giannis uh and and everything has dropped off slightly too so this may not be just a first moment anomaly thing but i do think that the first moments have suffered a little bit more than the rest and it certainly seems to feel that way um i mean i i I look at the moment that i have of the Jaw Morant
1: and it's it's just jaw dropping how much it's gone from was that a was that pun intended or unintended jaw dropping, uh, jaw dropping, man, that's, there
0: that was no <laughs> pun intended there, but certainly uh, a, a solid one. I, I didn't even think about it. Um, but it is, I mean, it, it is just surprising to me seeing like right now it's 1500. I, I got this thing at, uh, 1899, I think. Um. And that was the low ask. Um, and that was before Ja had his playoff run too, right? Is that correct? It was actually, It was actually after. Oh, okay. Uh, I didn't buy it. It wasn't that long ago. Yeah, here's mine right here. Uh okay. where is it? 1850. There you go. So, June 25th. Not that long ago.
1: Yeah, never, yeah. But, I, I remember you got the number 1 Ja Morant before his playoff run. That's what I was thinking of. But yeah.
0: Uh, yes, I did get a yeah, low serialed one. That that one I got rid of pretty quickly because it was not it wasn't appealing to me, but uh look at the pricing. I mean, yeah. 2000s, uh, but like you go back even further, look at that. I mean, 3000, 3000, 4500, 2800, 3000, 25. I mean, this is it's like you know, it's almost 50% off right now if you look right. at it that way. April yeah. 7th, 48.95 for 192. I mean, I 725 one for 42.50.
1: Yeah. And if you see that again, kind of going back to what you're saying there, you know, why would you buy one of these first moments, which again, and maybe it was partially, you know, us assuming that these would have this long-term value and be the quote unquote rookie cards of top shot. Um, you know, we were, wrong about that, I guess, but yeah. Why would someone go buy one of these right now? When you see the prices dropping, there's no incentive with the collector score. There's yep. really no reason for anyone to, to go purchase these unless you just love the moment, but yeah, it's tough. Yeah. It's, t- it's
0: just tough. It's just tough when you don't know what's coming and what, what, what things could be next. I know you give you an example, this Kevin Herter series one moment at $25 right now, I could buy 50 of these for the price of the one jaw Yeah, and my collector score would be through the roof. You know, so I, I've opted not to have a great collector score and just to hold the moments that I like, and I, I, I'm I'm happy with that. I, I've sold off quite a bit over the past few months. I'm not going to you know shy away from that, but that that's kind of my collecting strategy and what I like. And you know, uh, this one here, I mean, th- this Sergi Baka for 259, I could buy 10 of these or close to 10 of these for the price of the jaw. That would get me almost a thousand collector score.
1: Mm. Yeah. My
0: jaw gets me 40 or 30.
1: So That's crazy, yeah,
0: it it it's not. It, I understand the reasoning. Like it's kind of intentional to get everybody involved. Like you don't have to have a big bankroll to do it. But at the same time, I do feel like there are some circumstances wh- where this really has some big outliers uh, for collectors
1: yeah and it's tough because there's no perfect way to do it where where everyone's happy you know yeah so, and Jacob, whenever we had jacob on he kind of talked about that there's always going to be someone always going to be someone that does that so yeah it is tough but you, you mentioned kind of selling off some of your moments i know partially you know the reason for that was because you've gotten into so many you've gotten into so many other nfts recently i swear every day i'm on you know your twitter account and there's like you know, three or four new NFTs that I've never even heard of that you're referencing. Uh, I feel like, uh, you know, we've talked about this before. You introduced me to Top Shot and you've always been kind of, you know, more involved on the NFT crypto side than, than I. Oh, here we go. Here See, we yeah. go. You, you, you've like, you're, you're deep in now in the NFT world. I'm very deep. So
0: I, I love that you at least mentioned that. Uh, the past few weeks have been really eye opening to me in the NFT space. Uh, I just, there's something about this stuff that just is super intriguing, um, not just for a financial gain or aspect, just because it's intriguing. So, for instance, this, so this this just project here is called Weird Whales, and mm-hmm. anybody in the NFT project or NFT world knows what this is now. But a week, not even a week ago, this is three days ago, four days ago, um, this 12 year old kid decided to tweet out. He had like maybe 300 or 400 followers, I think. Uh, tweet out, hey, I'm a 12-year-old kid. Here's my story on my NFTs, blah, 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 blah. It's a thread of like 12 tweets. His name is obi Juan Benoni. Benoni, Benoni. Uh, and he's 12 years old. He's from the UK. And he coded and created this project himself from scratch. So the moment I saw this, I went to his website. I minted a weird whale uh, when they were available. There was 3350 of them. And um, since then, they have taken off. And mm. uh, it's quite interesting. And I, I will be very transparent about this because people know about this too. So he actually had a first project that he trialed called Minecraft Yeehaw.
1: <laughs> that sounds like a 12-year-old. Uh,
0: I get it, Yep. So we can look it up on uh, OpenSea here. It's not verified, but this is Minecraft Yeehaw. And this is the images. Yes, I know it's crazy and silly. However, uh, this is what Minecraft Yeehaw is. And so I actually noticed that this was on his OpenSea account. So his profile, I clicked on it after I minted the weird whale, right as this thing dropped. And I was like, hold on a second. This is his." first ever project. And he mentioned it in one of his threads. So I I guess I'll give myself some credit. I saw this and I bought his number one first ever NFT created by this 12 year old kid for an astronomical 0.01 ETH, which is equates to about $18. right? So go ahead and jump into this. And that night, at midnight, I sold it for 3.7 ETH. The, that is <laughs> like $6,000. That is insane. So,
1: so, the, so the thread went viral and everyone kind of did what you did and started looking up this stuff. Started and looking, you were just like, you just got there you first. D-
0: yes, and I was just very lucky at the time. I actually, to be honest with you Alex, I was very close to buying his entire Minecraft Yeehaw collection. Uh, however, when I started to try and buy them, the gas prices, like it was eighteen dollars. Yes, point zero one is eighteen dollars. But the gas price at the time to purchase it was like thirty eight bucks. So I actually mm. spent like sixty bucks on it.
1: Okay, I gotcha. And,
0: and and this is not to say this is financial advice. None of this is. All of this is to say there are these projects out there that are just it, the stories are incredible, and this one specifically I was going to hold on to, and I just I couldn't resist the 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 offer, but to to I I did actually end up keeping the weird whale. I have a weird whale in my possession right now. I am holding so, on to it.
1: Those have blown up too. These are have blown going, up as well. What are those going for now, the weird whales?
0: Yeah, so the weird whales uh they were a 0.03 east I think is what it was, something like that, like 60 to 80 bucks. Uh they're all going for somewhere between 0.1 and 0.5, which is, you know, 3 to 7x your price. Um but at one point so it was so interesting. This is just such an interesting story. This Obi-Wan Benoni kid is not verified. His projects are not verified. And so about halfway through the day when he started launching this and it started blowing up, people then started saying, there's no way a 12 year old kid could create this thread, code this stuff, do all this stuff. And then in one of his tweets, he says his dad helped him out with a part of it. So the NFT community decided, okay, this is a joke, blah, 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 blah. So all these weird whales were going for like nothing. Everybody had bought them. They were all on board. And then within like three hours,
1: this roller coaster ride just goes screeching down. Yeah, that's what scares me about some of these. But, but he goes to bed
0: and he wakes up at like five in the morning UK time the next day to find out all of this stuff has happened. And he says, no, I'm real. Let me prove it to you. He has a little YouTube account. He comments on his YouTube account and says, yes, this is me. I'm the 12 year old kid. Then he creates a video of himself talking about his weird whales project with a picture of him on his weird Whales site. And then they start going up mooning is what everybody calls it. So they were literally just like, it's just been insane to watch this project for like one and a half to two days to just see where it's been, but. Long story short, Alex, there's a lot of NFT projects out there that are just very intriguing. And I find this whole space intriguing. It's fun to just buy stuff and see where it goes and like what it means. And, you know, there's projects out there that I'm in right now, like Mad Cat Militia, uh, where essentially these cats represent, like you're you're in your own little like group of people uh, and you're like a team versus all these other teams essentially. And then there's this new one that came out uh, yesterday. It it launched called Eververse, I think is what it is. Um, Could be pronouncing it wrong, but essentially these you mint, you get a character and you can play them in a video game. Like they actually have a video game coded Mm. for your NFT to play with. So that's like the first of its kind. There are so many different things. The last, there's two last NFT projects I want to just mention before we jump into whatever, you know, probably the pack openings. One is that in the past two days, this project called Curio Cards has come up. But the dream about this is Gary, everybody knows Gary Vee, right? Well, I did my little background and research here. So about a day and a half ago, there was a guy on Twitter, I'll give him credit too. Uh, he just said, this is like the first ever actual NFT project on Ethereum. And so for the longest time, everybody's thought CryptoPunks, and uh Crypto Kitties were kind of the first ever on the blockchain to do this sort of thing to sell art with Ethereum, yeah. do this sort of thing. Well, uh, the guy's name, just so you know, Daniel got hits on Twitter. So I just want to make sure I give him credit. He he tweeted out this curio cards thing, and I was like, What is this? Well, it turns out our good friend Daryl Mori owns the entire collection, just bought the last one yesterday, by the way. Um but this is actually the first ever NFT minted at all on a blockchain ever. Mm. So now people are like, oh my God, this is the new thing. What Curio cards is for people that don't know, it's 30 cards by different artists. You can see them right here and they have numbers listed on them. So number seven, number 28, they have different rarities like di- you know how many were actually created of each one. Uh, And so this is one that I'm very excited about. I actually haven't bought one yet. So I I, I need to do that. Um, But this is a project that I'm very, very interested in because it is the first ever. And they just kind of now realized it. OpenSea in their bio uh, also admitted to to this being the first ever. So
1: Hmm.
0: that's one. And then the second one is just, uh, you know, so, so, Yes. I'm getting into the NFT space. (laughs) OpenSea has been my resource. (laughs) I'm all over the place, man. I literally am like every project.
1: I'm like, oh my God, what is this? Let me get into it. Let me get one. That's what I'm saying. I've seen your Twitter account and like every day I'm like, oh, this is a new one. What is this one? And like, I'm like looking at it and I can't even keep up to be honest with you because there's so many new ones. It is. But like, I'm curious, I mean, go into the last one you're going to talk about, but when you're looking at all these different, and cause there's so many of them out there. And like, it's funny cause early on we had people asking us like, Oh, why would I pay for an NBA highlight? but then you have people like out there, they're paying like $6,000 for a picture of a whale that a 12 year old made. And that's like an even bigger leap for some people. So how do you know which ones to value and which ones to go after? Like this makes sense. It's the first one. So that's going to have value. Daryl Morey is very smart to uh, to buy those up. I think that makes a lot of sense. G- Gary Vee,
0: another person that I really look up to in this kind of space has, a lot. I mean, he has like 67 of this 27 card right here that we're looking at. He has 67 hmm. of them.
1: Wow. So
0: uh, yeah, how do you know? How do you know what to target? It's interesting. There's just a combination of things. Look, it, you know, look, you look on social media. Uh, If you follow some of the NFT people and the players in the in the NFT space, you get a real, real easy sense of what's going to hit and what's not. And then it's like, comes down to like what you like and what you don't, what you believe in and what you don't. Like the kid, that story incredible. Yeah, I, you read it on Twitter, and I'm like, I'm in. Just, just sign me up. I, I take the my backstory wallet alone. Yeah, take the money. Like, it's just the backstory alone is enough. Um, and, and I think that's what you know. There's a few different things. Community is another thing. I go into their Discord channels. I see how many people are active, enthusiastic, happy about the thing, looking forward to it. Um, another one that I've gotten into is the divine order of Zodiacs. Uh, that's an interesting one. It's like Zodiac symbols and different art forms, just cool art. I mean, like, if you look it up, it's just a, it's just a cool project. Yeah. I've seen Uh, that
1: one and give some away too.
0: I did give some away. Yeah, I did. And I'm just, all of these are just, look at the art. It's just cool looking. I don't know. It's, you know, um, I, I I just find it intriguing. So there's a bunch of these out there. And it's all up to you. None are financial advice. I mean, this is look at this is the marketplace. There's 17 million of these things. Yeah, and I can't differentiate one from another. Uh, there's no way. But if you want to spend the time, I'd suggest going on OpenSea and looking around, finding the projects you think that you like, and then going into their Twitter channels, their Discords, searching them up on social media to figure out if it's something you want to be a part of. Because ultimately. Alex, it's not necessarily just the art; it's the community behind the art that makes it worth what it's worth. Um, so, uh, last little touch point on the NFT stuff, and then we can move on. Uh, pardon the uh, the swear word in here, but it has to be in here. This is Josh Hart's first ever NFT project, right here. Oh, nice. He did 5,000 of these and minted them today or not today, last week. uh, And they were for free. You just paid the gas fees and people in his community loved it. It sold out within like five minutes, I think. And, uh, you know, the idea behind it is like, he was sick and tired of all these athletes just capitalizing on the money grab of NFTs and not actually thinking about the community aspects or the actual reason a lot of people are in NFTs.
1: So that's what I was going to mention next. Like, I've seen that's been a big thing in the crypto world where, like, a lot of celebrities are like, you know, pumping and dumping, and you know now I think it's happening in the NFT world too, where everyone's like, oh, I can just make a quick buck, and they don't really interact with people afterwards. Or you know, like we had the we did a giveaway on here with the Lamello Ball NFT, and I think one thing that stood out about that was is active in the Discord channel, and he has real life giveaways where you know he's flying people out to games, to give away autographed memorabilia. He gave away his high school championship ring. Like there's real world, like real world perks that are associated with it. Whereas I think a lot of these athletes were like, oh, I can make how much money sure let's do it i mean do you think is that is that a concern in the sport sports and like celeb space that you know you're seeing people kind of just do the money grab or the pump and dump kind of approach
0: i I think that people are smart enough now in the nft space to realize what is and isn't and it's just got it's gotten to a point where now you really have to think about what's going to happen here uh LaMelo ball is a great example. Like this project is very cool. Uh, pretty big believer in like what the thought process was behind this and stuff. And so li- like you said, I think, I think that that's a very important aspect of this whole thing is like just it, there, it, there isn't much it, to your answer your question. There isn't much money grabbing. I don't think at this point, yes, there are projects out there that I don't personally like, or people don't like for specific reasons, whether it be they, hired a bunch of people to sell the product or they, you know, whatever the case may be. If they just posted NFTs of pictures of themselves and never gave a discord channel and never gave you any community assets. But if you dig deep enough and you do your research, I, I find it hard to believe that that's going to happen more often than not. I, I, I think that'll be a very rare case at this point, just because there's been so many flameouts in NFTs already, uh, there's bound to be more, but I, I think really the the thing that I want to like harp on is like, none of this is financial advice. There are projects that always fail miserably and it's within your right and duty to do your own research and figure out which ones you want to be a part of. And that's why I say like, join the Discord channel, join the Twitter chats, look on social media, see what people are talking about, see what you like personally and go with your gut. and And then you won't feel bad about it. Just like Top Shot, go with your gut. I like the John Morant moment. I'm going with my gut I, you know, I lost some money on it. Oh, well, right. Like that. That's, I think the main point of this is like, look, yes, it could be an investment tool. Yes. It could be cool to make a lot of money very quickly. However, a lot of the times it's not that easy and it it does, there are a lot of miserable fails throughout this process. I've purchased some already that I've sold off for pennies on the dollar compared to what I paid for them. But I'm okay with that, you know, like I said.
1: Here's a question for you in total, based on all the NFTs you've got involved in from Top Shot to all of these ones, are you up or down you think? I'm probably even. That's good. I'm probably even. I I mean,
0: that's just like an honest answer. I'm probably even, yeah. You're
1: even and you've had tons of fun doing it. So there you go. Tons of fun doing it. I mean,
0: you tell me right now, if I could walk into a casino today and spend eight hours in a casino (laughs) and be even, I would be a very happy man. Yeah. So, and and you've
1: done, I mean, you've spent 8 months in the casino, really?
0: Yeah, exactly. And and to me it's just fu- like I said, this is genuinely fun for me. Uh I I'm very much into sports cards. I love sports cards. I have a bunch, I mean, literally I have these yeah. taking to Chicago right now. I got all my Cole Anthony's Woo. Let's go Cole. <laughs> Woo. Uh but I have all these you know, all these sports cards and uh, the one thing I've always talked about with NFTs is it's an instant gratification of like selling and buying and transacting and like seeing this stuff moving at current pace. And with sports cards, you can kind of see that with eBay, but it's not as transparent as what this is. And so sure. I, I like both for that reason. I love holding on to my sports cards. I love looking at sports cards, but I also like the quick transactional method of like what an NFT looks like, what I can own, what I can't. What people can see, things of that nature. So I'm
1: curious because you texted me that you bought a few of the Panini NFT packs. It's so that's good. kind of like a merger of the things that you love NFT trading yep. cards. What were your thoughts on that? I, I,
0: you know, I'm a big fan of Panini cards. I still have yet to get a Cole Anthony uh, Panini card so, or uh, Panini digital card. Apologies. Mm. But uh, I bought. Six to eight packs of panini uh, NFTs, and uh, I sold off some of them just because I didn't, I wasn't interested in them, and I've kept a few as well. Um, but I like it. Uh, I, you know, they've what they've done with the NFT space uh, that I do really like is first of all they have a mobile app. I mm. uh, love that. It is pretty seamless and pretty easy to buy and sell. The other really cool part. Look, I love Top Shot but like, and I've spoken on this withdrawal experience that I had initially Um, with Panini, I realized, so I sold, I think a Steph Curry prism base NFT card yesterday. And the payment went straight into my PayPal account right after I sold it, Mm. which I thought was super cool to be able to connect the PayPal and the panini NFTs and be able to use that as kind of a transaction tool, I thought was really sweet. So um, for me, I, I love it. I, I think it's just another mo- method to getting, you know, your favorite rookie card. I think what's cool about this is, like, like I told you, the thing I m- like most about NFTs is that you can transact very quickly, and you can move very quickly with things. And yeah um i am an impatient person i am not a patient person i like to flip things i like to move things even if i lose money on it i just like to be in things that i like being in and when that time comes that i've realized i don't like it anymore i just you know i i find something else and so for me i love it because like i said i can sell the steph curry card that i don't want and i can turn around and i can buy the cole anthony card that i really want and with the Panini NFT stuff, I actually think it's been good. Like I said, there the only questions I have around it are just like the, the future utility of what the Panini cards could mean. And uh I, I do have some question marks around like where and when the physical and blockchain cards go hand in hand almost.
1: Uh yeah, that's what I saw that they had like some they were selling a combo of the both. So you get the fit, like I saw like an Anthony Davis autograph type thing. So you get the yeah. actual card and you get like an NFT with it. Yep. So, yeah. And so, so I'm
0: hoping that enters the card space right now, like with the card space, just to give you an idea, Alex, like I'll open a pack of Panini Prism cards and you'll get, well, I don't know if Prism has it yet, but you'll open a pack of Panini cards and inside of it, you can get a blockchain uh, like, Uh, redemption card. You go on their website and you redeem it. Cool. You get the blockchain card. However, I'm just curious, when is the time that I can buy an NFT and get the card Mm, shipped to me?
1: That makes sense. When does
0: that happen? Or things of that nature. You know what I mean? Just like more utility to the NFT side to make it more even on, on the playing field. So I'm interested to see what that turns into. But like right now, I'm very interested in the Panini NFT stuff because they have a massive brand. They have a massive market, and I do think that there are some sports cards people that are very reluctant to get into the space because this is their baby. Like This is what they love. However, if Panini is bridging that gap, I do think that there is going to be some people that are going to jump on ship with that.
1: That makes sense. Well, if you guys want to learn more about all these uh, different kind of NFTs, make sure you're following Oliver on Twitter. That's where I've been uh, hearing about all these things that are brand new. Uh, so definitely check that out uh, at Oliver Maroney. And uh, Oliver, we have packs to open, Top Shot packs. Uh, since Let's you're go. open, why don't you do, go first?
0: All right, series two release 15. Let's go. Oh, record pack opening.
1: When did they put that? Oh, up yeah, there? That. Whoa. Oh yeah, I, I that saw the that the other day. Yep, so that is cool. It's, it's funny because we're already recording our pack opening. Now so everyone can, uh, everyone can have the Top Shot weekly experience where you record yourself Amazing. and awesome. This is very cool. Come on,
0: let's get something big. Let's get a LaMelo ball. Number one. <laughs> Can we get a Lamilla ball? Where are we Fingers going
1: here? Go middle. Always middle for me.
0: 13,823 out of fifteen
1: thousand. Okay. Buzzer beater.
0: beater. I like it. I like it. Okay. I'm gonna go right next. Pelicans dunk. Zion! Let's go!
1: 2469.
0: This is a nasty dunk. Oh my Ooh, gosh. So good. I don't man. That's awesome. That's a good one. That's that's not a bad one. 2469 out of 15,000. Zion. Sweet. And to wrap it all up, we get a LaMelo. <laughs> Darn. Ah. Tyler Hero 6051 out of 15,000. Not bad. I, I you know, solid pack. I get a Zion out of it. Can't complain.
1: There you go. Correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't Tyler here the only NBA player who's done an endorsement deal with Top Shot? I think like the first, like I last think December, so far. I mean, they had, they had a few Josh lined Hart up. Josh Hart has,
0: has yeah, that's true. something figured out with them too. I, I don't know what that is.
1: But. but I think like as far as like an official endorsement deal, I think it was just Tyler here last December. So, yep. All right, let's see what we got here. Where, hopefully I get my Zion too. <laughs> I'm gonna go. Come on, Zion. I'm gonna take your strategy. You you took my strategy last time, so you go left usually, right? I usually go left to right, just like Let's basic, bare bones, nothing crazy like yours. Did I also get? Oh, okay, I thought I got Kobe too. Zach Levine, two thousand five hundred and seventy-eight out of fifteen thousand. He's so good. His development has been so much fun to watch. Like from being a dunker back in his you know Minnesota oh, yeah. days to now being amazing three point shooter, amazing scorer. I mean. He I works have harder a, than anyone
0: I, i've been beefing up my area code collection and i have a area code 206 zach levine metallic gold nice. uh yeah so I'm how many area code levine.
1: moments do you have now
0: i have quite a few now uh the ja morant is an area code
1: that's so, why it makes, yeah that's why it's your prized possession that makes yeah
0: sense. it's sumter uh it's where he's from and he has it tattooed on his arm it's like a pretty big i mean to yeah. me it's a big deal no, that's uh, perfect I have a Boucher 503 from Oregon. It's not where he was born, though. Uh, it, it's where he played college basketball. College, yeah. It's not the same, but still get still. the same, st- still get some of it. Um, what else do I have? I have a Mike James, Portland's finest 503 moment. I have a uh, Malachi Flynn 206. Nice. Um, and I have a Terrence Ross and a Demata Sabonis area code. So I have quite a few area codes now. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to continue to add to my collection there. Nice. Oh,
1: I thought I got Cole Anthony. Yeah. Cole Anthony would have been nice. uh, You would have been jealous. Dwayne Bacon, 4,565 out of 12,000. Let's see that. Nice reverse layup there. And then the, uh, the Boucher was 4,135 out of 12,000. So big fan of Boucher by the way. I, I like the Boucher his story is incredible too. Like to go from, you know, being an end of bench guy, G league type guy to now having, you know, the success he did this year. Uh, so much fun to watch. Well, we appreciate everyone hanging out with us. Thank you guys so much. We'll be back next week. Uh, we have some interesting guests lined up very soon. So definitely check back. We're excited for those upcoming episodes. Oliver, anything else you want to add? No, just, uh, have a good rest of your week, everyone, and,
0: uh, enjoy your collecting. Thanks everyone. Take care.